What is up you guys and welcome back to another video. If you are new to the channel here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down in the description below. Today we are going over three stocks that you should avoid like the plague. Now, that may be a little bit harsh to say, and I don't really mean that. I'm not saying that these are stocks that you cannot do well in. I'm not saying that these are stocks you shouldn't buy, or if you own them, that you should sell them immediately. These are just three stocks that for me personally, I get so many questions on. These all happen to be Canadian stocks, so I'm sure they might be on some of your guys' radar, but these are just three stocks that just aren't it for me for a variety of different reasons that we're gonna go over. We always talk about stocks to buy on this channel. I'm always trying to point you guys in the right direction, but it's also important to know what types of companies to stay away from, or at least to kind of be weary about. Just to be clear, the three stocks that we talk about today doesn't mean that they will never be a stock that I consider or never be a stock that I would buy down the road and things may change, circumstances may change. They may even be good stocks for you if it's right for your situation, but I'm just kind of gonna let you know three stocks that I am personally staying away from, three stocks that are off my radar, ones that I am avoiding. Yes, they there will be feathers that are ruffled here. And um, yeah, but let's get on into it. Give this video a thumbs up. This will be a fun one. We're starting things off with number one, Shopify, ticker SHOP.TO. Today, the shares are trading in Canadian dollars. The Canadian ticker, $1,400.56. This is now at this point, for those not aware, the third largest company in Canada. When we look at their market cap, 180 billion, give or take, it does come in just behind the two major banks. And I do know that this is gonna be just bringing so many negative comments to the channel. So many people say, screw you, screw you. You know what, that's okay. If you have negative thoughts to share, I'm very curious to hear what you guys think. And more importantly, I'd love if you guys can leave some rationale behind why you think Shopify is actually a good stock to buy right now. Again, this is just my opinion. And I've been wrong in many cases in the past. Just FYI, I was wrong very strongly on my Tesla call when I said, hey, I wouldn't be buying Tesla a year ago. That pretty much slapped me back in the face. Shopify could be another one of those cases, but for me, just looking at the numbers, guys, this is a stock that the price is just too high for me at the moment. Now, I will say with Shopify, just to be very clear, this business is operating very, very well. I have nothing against Shopify. I think they have an amazing product. Just to take a look at the numbers, to me, looking at any major growth metric, they are doing phenomenal. They're growing their revenues year on year on year. Actually, most recently they pulled in $4.2 billion, which is growth of about 80%, 85% if I believe my math is correct there. They have a very, very strong balance sheet. This company operates with virtually no debt, which is again, phenomenal. The way that I'm looking at this in this chart is actually based on a percentage form. So a percentage of their total you know, assets or liabilities on the balance sheet. Just for example, their long-term debt represents about 6.7% of the entire balance sheet. Another 5% we can tag on to other long-term liabilities, but barely passing 10% combined. This is very, very, very attractive. Current ratio, just to take a look at their financial health metrics. Very, very healthy in my opinion. They have a ton of cash on hand little to no financial leverage, which is great. Debt to equity ratio, 0.10. Again, these are all great numbers. The business is operating extremely, extremely, extremely well, but that doesn't just mean we can pay any price for a stock. And we went over this exact same thing a number of years back when we talked about marijuana stocks and they were growing, everyone's so excited, and the valuations were just flat out too high. We always need to be asking ourselves the question, at today's price, at today's, dollars that we are going to invest in this company, are we paying a fair price for this company or not? And despite Shopify performing very, very well, I think the valuations are too rich. Just some of the metrics that stuck out to me. I mean, there's a number of them, but let's say for example, a forward PE ratio 277 times. 
And yes, this company does have earnings actually just over the past couple of years. Price to sales at 33, a price to cash flow number or free cash flow, I should say, 300 times, 313. I do totally get it that this is a growing company and that these numbers will fluctuate and they will change and whittle down with time. But still at this given point, the price is just too steep for me. And I actually took a look, I did a lot of research, but I took a look at a lot of analyst projections, took a look at some kind of valuation projections going out. And it's kind of funny, there's a ton of mixed opinions on the bright side for Shopify, the average consensus price is somewhere around $1,800 per share. That is Canadian dollars. Now we do see a pretty wide range with a low of around $1,000. Morningstar, if we look at their valuation, they do believe the stock is overvalued. They see about 30% downside. This is in US dollars if you're wondering why the numbers don't you know, quite add up, but a very similar story. Even if we ran a couple of projections based on the enterprise value, the EV of this company, to me, it just signifies that it is priced too steeply at this given point. There is more downside potential than there is up, at least over the short term. And that is factoring in even the drop that we've seen. Now it goes without saying that yes, Shopify has dropped about 25% or 20% give or take. And yeah, it's 20% more attractive than it was, but I think that investors that have been jumping into Shopify because of the strong performance that we saw over the past few years, they may be actually a little bit disappointed with what's to come in the future. The returns, I believe, may be lower than expected. I get it that here in the Canadian market, there just aren't that many tech stocks out there. It's rather slim pickings when it comes to the you know fast-growing, exciting tech companies in the Canadian market, which is very well a reason why there's so much money pouring into this stock, as well as chasing the very strong performance that they have. I don't think Shopify is a bad company, I do think that they do deal with a lot of competitors and there are a lot of other alternatives. I think they'll have to kind of stay on top of the game and continue to innovate to, you know, I think they will retain people very well. If you ever use a platform like Shopify and you've kind of shifted your business there, once you're on the platform, it's very easy to kind of stay on the platform, but there are so many competitors that are coming up and over the next five years, geez, what's to say another company doesn't come up and do a very similar thing? Again, you already have a lot of alternatives. Maybe I'm being biased because I don't personally use Shopify. Nevertheless, with the stock today trading at $1,456 Canadian, I know we are maybe coming to a little bit of a support level. People are thinking of jumping in aggressively on this dip. Hey, if it makes sense for your risk profile, if it's a company you really, really believe in, maybe that might make sense. But for me, Shopify is a company that is actually not on my radar. I think there are some other good tech opportunities if you look outside of Canada. And uh, yeah, just for the price that the stock's trading at, it's not one for me. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. Now, stock number two on our list is another controversial one, another favorite here in the Canadian market, but it is the company Air Canada. 
ticker AC.TO. Today, the shares are trading just shy of $23 Canadian. I know that this is the pride of Canada. Everybody loves Air Canada. It just seems to be everyone's favorite stock out there, especially since the pandemic hit. But I can keep this one short and sweet. I do not like Air Canada because I do not like investing in airlines. I think the business model flat out sucks in so many ways. There are so many more attractive investment opportunities out there that this doesn't even make my short list. Like it's just not even of interest to me. Airlines do tend to operate with these razor, razor thin margins. And I'm talking razor thin. And that's just the nature of this business. To look at some numbers like, yeah, the last year, the last couple years, to be honest, are just chalked. So we can kind of count those out. But of course, they're losing a ton of money since the pandemic started. But even in a good year, look into, let's say, 2019, before the pandemic, 25% gross margins. Oh, okay. Operating margins in the mid single digits. This is just not attractive to me whatsoever. This is due to the nature that the airlines just tend to be such an extremely competitive field when you think about all of their peers and all of the different airline providers out there some of them are cutting deals over here they're slashing prices this or that it's very hard for a company to kind of compete without just kind of doing what the others are doing like it just sucks on top of that you have just such expensive parts uh, the cost of equipment the capital expenses that these companies have to maintain or uh, incur excuse me to maintain the business to buy new engines to buy new warehouses when all these new models are coming out they're just constantly spending billions and billions of dollars just to kind of stay in tune and just to kind of stay uh, up to speed with things that doesn't even factor in things like uh, the input costs that these guys have, like jet fuel, the price is constantly going up. There's so many things that can impact this company. I just read a book, well, I didn't just read it, but a little while back, I read a book by Bill Gates, talking about how to have a healthier planet, a greener planet, an interesting book nonetheless. But of course, airlines are such a, a critical component of all the fossil fuels, all the greenhouse gases that we have. Not that that's a reason why I would avoid this stock, for some of you guys, maybe that is absolutely the case. And it's not that I don't care about that. It's just that, you know, it's some companies are like that. That's how it is. But more importantly, when you look at what the alternatives are going to be over the coming years, you look at, hey, over the next 5, 10, 15 years, how do we plan to kind of in improve and clean up this space? All of the different options that are on the table right now, like cleaner jet fuels, more renewable resources in terms of their energy consumption, the premiums on this, the cost is just going to be so expensive that it's just not going to be fun for these companies to make that transition. It will be time consuming. It'll be a big strain and stress on these companies. You know, I just piece these things all together and I'm just like, why would I even want to buy a business in this field when there are so many other options out there? Funny enough, I look at Air Canada's price. I do think that they have actually a very fair price today. I'm not trying to say that this is like an extremely overvalued stock. This isn't so much in terms of like, hey, the stock price is expensive. I'd even say it might even be a little cheap, but maybe it's a stock that's cheap for a good reason or for a number of good reasons. We all know Buffett went into the airline stocks. He saw some value, or at least he thought he did. He very quickly changed his mind when he realized the weight of the pandemic. Maybe if I did this video, let's say like 10 years from now, I would have a slightly different opinion and maybe I'd be a little more optimistic, a little less pessimistic about this, but just given the state of our world, we're still in the midst of a pandemic, if you ask me. I'm still feeling it. And it seems like there's new variants coming out each and every day. This company's losing a bunch of money. They got a long way ahead of them. But uh, yeah, Air Canada at this point is just not a stock for me. Last stock for our list today, number three stock to avoid here in the Canadian market. This is the smallest company on our list today. 
it is the company Cineplex, ticker CGX.TO, trading at about $13.17 per share. This stock actually hit a low of about six or $7. It got so much attention during the pandemic, but this one is a pretty simple one to me. A pretty clear stock to avoid. The pandemic screwed Cineplex. They screwed them. Some companies were able to manage during the pandemic. Some actually surprisingly did better. You had companies that benefited from it. Cineplex was not that type of company. Cineplex, I think, is in a hole that they will not be able to get out of. Maybe, maybe years on the road, but this is not a pretty picture. Just to look at some numbers, why I say this. Let's take a look at some of their financial health metrics, such as their financial leverage spiking to 96 times. Debt to equity ratio of 74. When people ask me what are some red flags about a company, seeing this type of jump is a very, very clear red flag. This company carries long-term debt of about 744 million, total net debt within the company 1.9 billion with a B, and they trade today with a market cap of 813 million. This company has more debt on the books than what they're publicly valued at. This is a red flag to me that I just can't overlook as a long-term investor. Maybe if you wanna play the stock over the short term, you wanna jump in and out, well, absolutely. You're gonna see a lot of volatility and hey, there may be a lot of actual opportunity over the short term, but to look at a company like Cineplex and say, is this a stock I wanna hold for the long term? There is absolutely no chance and understand they're still very much feeling the effects of the pandemic. They just laid off 5,000 additional workers this week due to Omicron. They're still basically trying to manage through this. They are burning through cash. There's no stopping in sight. And when you think about just the landscape for movie theaters, I don't think movie theaters are going to die in general. I still think you got your movie fanatics and people that love going to the theaters. I like going to theaters. I loved going to theaters before the pandemic hit. We went to the movies at least a couple times a month because I love the popcorn, I love, uh, I like going to the movies. I don't like going to Cineplex. I like going to Landmark. If you do have the choice between the two, Landmark is significantly better. You can believe me on that. Nevertheless, the landscape is without a doubt changing. You have so many of these big movies and titles and series that are going directly to your streaming platforms. A lot of the shows that I honestly like watching, they just go straight through to Netflix. You don't have to go to the movies to watch them. You got your Disney Plus, you got everything out there, which yeah, they still do maybe a month or so uh, showing in the theaters, but it's just kind of transitioning away from that. I just don't see really anything positive. I don't see any, you know, light at the end of the title. There's nothing bright about this. These debt numbers are too much, in my opinion, to get out of. They've dug themselves in too big of a hole, and that's just unfortunate because it was an unforeseen thing, like a pandemic that caused this. But nevertheless, the result of what has happened has put this company too far behind the pole if that is even a saying, behind the post. Too far behind the post, I don't see it being a good stock to own. Again, the shares today trade at a cheap price, but I wouldn't let that fool you. This company is absolutely in shambles. But those are three stocks that I personally get questions on, especially on stocks like Shopify, especially on stocks like Air Canada. And again, just to reiterate, you know, don't just watch this video and say, oh, wow, well, I'm screwed because I could very well be wrong. These stocks could go on to do very, very well. These are just stocks that I'm avoiding for my own personal practice. If you own these stocks, you got to make the self-assessment. You got to see, hey, where did I buy the stock? Where, how much money do I have in the stock? There's so many factors that come into it that would dictate what you do 
with your positions, always do your own research, always do your own diligence. But these are just three stocks that I personally don't really like in the Canadian market. I'd love to hear what you guys think, either positive or negative about the video today. Regardless, I would appreciate it if you did leave a thumbs up. These videos do take time, they do take energy. And even though you may not see eye to eye with me, dropping a thumbs up is a great way of supporting it. And I'm gonna keep pumping out content for you guys. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, take a moment and subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. And we do have our investing academy. Our investing academy is that first link down below. If you are looking for courses and training in the stock market, we focus everything for Canadians, whether you're a beginner, whether you're more intermediate, how to spot these red flags, kind of get some insight into the things that I would look for when it comes to researching stocks, what makes a stock a good stock, a bad stock. We talk about all of that. That is of course down in that link below. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed. I hope I didn't piss too many people off and I'll see you in the next video.